Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Now, most of you, I'm imagining, know that Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks, but you may not know that they have a lot of other audio content that you can get your hands on. So we're offering a free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Sign up for that free trial, check it out, look around, see what's going on and what you like. Uh, Over the past couple of years, Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast has gained recognition as a great resource for small business owners, sales professionals, business leaders of all sorts. And that is really because of the guests. These are folks who have expertise in particular areas of business, and they join me to share that expertise with all of you. That way you can get the answers you need, the information you need, you can connect with these folks, and ultimately you can do better things in your business. Today is no exception. My guest today is Nathan Hirsch. Nate is an entrepreneur and expert in remote hiring and e-commerce. Most recently, he co-founded freeup.com in 2015 Sorry, I'm going to have to blame that out. I thought I got rid of that. I'm going to count to three. One. Nathan is a co-founder of Outsource School, a company working to educate entrepreneurs on how to effectively hire and scale with virtual assistance through in-depth courses. Nathan has appeared on over 300 podcasts, is a social media personality, and loves sharing advice on scaling remote businesses. Thanks so much for joining me today, Nate. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I am thrilled to. So we're going to spend some time talking about um, hiring uh, virtual help. 
And um, my first question for you is, uh, how to, like, what is the right time to start hiring for a business? Yeah, great question. And I think a lot of people get caught up by just hiring the right time. I mean, the truth is you're either going to hire too early or too late. You're not just going to wake up on the exact right day that you're going to hire and make that perfect hire. So we're all in a different place in our life, in our business. And you just have to decide, Hey, do I want to be doing those day-to-day tasks? Do I want to increase my revenue enough and then hire, or do I want, do I want to make those investments earlier? And I tend to hire on the early side. I mean, with me and Outsource School, which is a brand new venture, we're 60, 90 days in right now, we hired a bookkeeper before we even had any revenue. Because from my experience, this is now my third business, getting a bookkeeper in there, even though it's part-time, five hours a month, just to get on top of the numbers, get us in the monthly reports, make sure everything's good right from day one so we understand our metrics is incredibly important. So the beauty of the gig economy, the beauty of being able to hire remote is you don't need to hire people full time. You don't need an office. You don't need to make these long-term commitments to people. You can even hire them project-based. So because of that, it allows entrepreneurs to hire earlier, or at least slightly earlier and put people in place so that they're not hiring too late and trying to be reactive and, and really missing out on those opportunities. That makes a lot of sense to me. I find it interesting. I mean, it made sense when you said it, that you hired the bookkeeper before you even started. And I also thought it was interesting that you said, you know, like five hours a month. So that's an interesting thing too, that people can hire for uh, what they need as far as um, outcome, right? As opposed to, okay, I know I need someone to do this stuff, so I better make sure I have a person. Yeah. And every business is different. I mean, look at bookkeeping, for example, with my last business free up, which was eventually sold, we needed a full-time billing person right away because they were not just a bookkeeper. They also did the billing. We were doing all these freelancer virtual assistant payments every week, charging clients every week. There are fixed prices every day that need to be processed. So that was much more of a full-time role. Whereas right now with our membership site, we do not need a, a, a someone full-time for that role, at least not yet. Maybe that goes over time. And a lot of people, they, they ask me like, hey, how did I do it? With FreeUp, I had 35 full-time VAs, all remote, all in the Philippines, running all day-to-day operations of the business. And the truth is, I didn't just wake up one day and hire 35 people. I slowly built it up over time. And even now with Outsource School, I'd hired a VA to monitor my inbox from 7 to 9 a.m. for five bucks an hour. That's 10 hours a week. And right there, that just gives me a head start to every day. And as we grow, I'll increase your hours or I'll add a second person. But just because you, you can hire people full-time doesn't mean that you necessarily have to right off the bat. And there's a certain element of experimenting that you can do with remote hires that you can hire someone for social media, for lead generation, for your inbox and start tweaking and seeing what's working. And things that are working, you can invest more hours into and things that are not, you can pull back and try later or make adjustments. Okay, so, so you just said something really uh, fascinating to me, and so, which leads me to a question. Um, you said that you hired a VA to monitor your inbox for, from seven to nine, like the first two hours of the day, right? Did I hear that correctly? Right. Okay, um, which I, it sound, is such a great idea. I never would have thought of it. I, I think that is absolutely fascinating. So. My question becomes, 
it's a two-part question. The first part is how does someone decide what to take off their plate and are there certain things they should really be looking at to take off their plate? Yeah, great question. What I recommend a lot of entrepreneurs do, and we actually mentioned this in the first part of our course, Cracking the VA Code, is create a list of everything that you do on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis. And prioritize it by easiest to hardest, especially if you've never hired before. If you're a little bit more experienced, you can even order it by things you hate doing the most and getting those off your plate first. But start figuring out how do you get five hours a week back, 10 hours a week back. I mean, chances are you're not just going to on day one hire a 40-hour person, just give them all your tasks, all your responsibilities. That's usually not realistic. But when you chip it down, hey, how do I get an hour a day back, five hours a week back, whatever it is, and start delegating those tasks, that's when you can take your hours and reallocate them to revenue driving tasks instead of repetitive day-to-day operations, the the sales, the marketing, the expansion, or if you're someone that's overworked and you're working 80 hours a week, you can take that time and spend it on your family or personal stuff. And I guess the other side of it is really understanding that every us entrepreneurs and me included, we have this habit of continuing to just add stuff to our plate, add stuff to our plate. And a lot of times we forget to delegate, we forget to subtract it. And one of the things that's really helped me is Connor, my business partner and I, we keep ourselves accountable to this 90 day rule where we don't do any new tasks longer than 90 days without passing it off. And that first month we're throwing stuff against the wall, we're seeing what's working, we're seeing what's not working. By the second month, we have a pretty good idea of what's not working. We're starting to create SOPs, standard operating procedures. Maybe we start interviewing someone. We hire someone by the end of that month. And then that third month, we're fine tuning it. We're training them how to do it. And we're delegating it by the end of the month. And if you think of everything as a system, as a process that you need to turn into the process and delegate it, that's how you make your business scalable and eventually sellable. Very interesting. And, and that, that's like tremendously helpful. Okay, so how, so I would think that one of the things that would concern people is um, having a sense of confidence with, you know, like picking a good freelancer, having a sense of confidence with them and having a good communication structure with them so they don't feel like vulnerable. And so the freelancer really knows what's expected of them and can take that ball and run with it. So what is your advice on setting up uh, a strong communication structure with the freelancers? Yeah, yeah. A a bunch of questions there. So let's kind of break it down. I think the, the first thing that you talked about is risk. And I think what I'd like to tell anyone is there's always going to be a risk. There's nothing I or you or anyone can do to make that risk zero. Hiring people in general is risky. Being an entrepreneur in general is risky. And so you kind of have to accept that. And you need to understand that if you want to grow a business to a million or 5 million or 10 million, there's very few solo entrepreneurs out there doing that kind of money. At some point you have to scale, you have to hire people. So I actually created the free up marketplace to pre-vet people and before they even get on and spend a lot of time testing them. So places like free up where the, the VAs and the freelancers care a lot more about staying on the platform and getting more clients and, and keeping you as a client long-term than they do about stealing your information or jeopardizing your business. That's important. And the average VA does care a lot more about stability and long-term jobs than they do about um, hurting your business in any way. So that's kind of an important mindset uh, set to, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think in terms of communication, 
it's all about setting your communication standards up front. What I like to do with my remote teams is I have three methods of communication. I have email, I have some kind of chat, I use Slack, but you can use Skype or whatever you want. And then I use an emergency channel like a Viber or WhatsApp. And I established early on, not only what channels we use, but how we use each channel. So for example, emails have to be responded to within a business day. If I send you an email, that has to be responded to within a business day. Slack, you have to be on Slack when you're working. All meetings are on Slack. You have to respond to messages quickly when you're working. If I send you a message on Slack and you're not working, you don't have to respond until the next time you're working. And then Viber or WhatsApp, both free texting tools are for international, um, they're for emergency. So if I have a developer I'm working with and our software goes down on the weekend and I send him an email, he's not going to respond. He's not on Slack. I need to be able to get a hold of him. I can't send him a message on Viber and get a message back saying this person doesn't have Viber. I set the expectation. You have to have Viber on your phone at all times. And you don't have to respond instantly, but respond within a reasonable time frame. So setting up what the communication channels are and how to use each channel is incredibly important up front. And you have to hold people to those standards. If people are sending you Viber messages at eight o'clock at night over something not important, you need to correct them and say, hey, that's really something you can send in an email or on Slack and I'll get to it the next day and establishing what's urgent, what's an emergency and what's not. That is great. Uh, th those are such great um, suggestions. And one of the things that I like most about it is the um, structure to it, right? It's very specific. It's structured. Each tool has its um, place and has its value so that then everyone knows and, and that the entrepreneur is saying, this is how I work, not the other way around. Exactly. And spending that extra time setting expectations up front is really key. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions for you. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information, which I think, you know, most of you probably are familiar with Audible in terms of audiobooks. But what you might not, and they have thousands of titles of audiobooks, let me just say. But what you might not realize is they also have podcasts, audible originals, uh, guided meditations, news, all kinds of things. It's like if you can listen to it, they probably have it. Uh, I can tell you these days, one of my favorite things is guided meditations because <laughs> I think we all could use it right about now. I, and it's easy and it's transferable between uh, platforms and devices and anyway. Um, it, it's really an incredibly valuable resource. So we are offering a free trial, so you can check it out for yourself. You can go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, sign up for the free trial, and just explore. Explore the audiobooks, explore the other programs, and uh, see what you like. Today we're speaking with uh, Nathan Hirsch about how to use virtual assistants to scale your business. So, Nathan, you, you've talked about your team. And so I would like you to talk some about um, like the value of like hiring one virtual assistant for everything or multiple virtual assistants for each thing or, you know, some combination, like how does somebody figure that out? 
Yeah, good question. I personally like to diversify. I mean, I had a situation back in, in my second year of being an entrepreneur where I did train someone to do every part of my business and it took six months and then they quit on me and it was <gasps> devastating and wow. it, it set me back months. So I learned a very valuable lesson about diversification and now I try to divide up everything as much as possible within teams, having a team for customer service, a team for social media, whatever it is. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs fall into that trap where hiring's hard. They make a few bad hires and finally they find someone they like it and they load that person up with everything. And they don't realize how risky that, that really makes their business. And I always tell people, let's say you're hiring someone for customer service. Instead of hiring one person for 40 hours a week, hire two people at 20. No one's going to work every day in an entire year. People are going to need time off. And the last thing you want to happen is to get pulled back into customer service after you've already trained it and set up processes for it. So you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to hire 10 customer service reps if you get five emails a day. But within a reason, you should try to diversify as much as possible. I think that makes a ton of sense. Okay. And then, and then going back to this whole you know, like team idea, how do you manage them as a team? Because it sounds to me like there's, there's like one-on-one -on -one conversation, but are there times when you want to be able to talk to all of them at the same time? Yeah. I mean, we have meetings every single week. So we, we have on Slack, we have a Monday morning meeting with everyone. And then we have team meetings throughout the week. So the billing team meets and then the social media team weeks and then and meets, and then we do one-on-one hmm. -on -one performance meetings every single um, quarter as well. So that's a chance for us to show wow. appreciation, to challenge them, to give them feedback. And these meetings aren't long. I mean, sometimes they're, they're 20 to 30 minutes, could be less, could be more, but they, they get everyone on the same page and you can have fun with it too, because you want to build a, a remote culture. So the way we start off every Monday morning meeting, 10 AM for the first five minutes of every meeting, people just share pictures from their weekend and you can engage, you can laugh, people get to know each other and it, it builds camaraderie. So you, there's different ways that you can use meetings and to not only get on the same page and talk about business stuff and keep people updated, which is important, but also build that sense of family that's important for reducing turnover over time. That's so interesting. I never would have thought of that with uh, freelancers in my business. You know, you think about that with your own employees or whatever, but I, I, it's re that's really interesting. And, and so that sounds like the VAs are totally on board with that, even though they know their contract Workers. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm talking a little bit more about like ongoing VAs, like if they're working 20 hours a week, 30 hours a week, 40 hours a week, they're in those meetings. Um, mm -hmm. If someone's like just designing my website, and then I'm not going to talk to them for six months, they, they're not attending my Monday morning meeting. So what we've done, like right now with Outsource School, we have three video editors, one of them is ongoing, he's a, the team leader there, and the other two are on call when we need them. So the, the one who's consistent, he shows up to the meeting and gives us updates on the video editing team. And the other two, we make it optional. We say, hey, if you want to attend, we'll pay you for the time. If you don't attend, no problem. Just read it later before you work, just in case there's any important updates. So there's different, you can make it, definitely make it more flexible for the freelancers, especially if you're not using them consistently. That is so valuable. And one of the things that, that I picked up on in there is that um, you can, it's so um, varied how you can use VAs. You can have someone who is consistently taking care of an aspect of your business, you know, 20 hours a week. So they're basically part of your company. And then you can have project work 
right? Where, where you can just have, you can hire someone to do a particular project, like if it's a website redesign or maybe it's a marketing piece or whatever. And then they aren't necessarily, you know, always on board. They're on board when you need them. And that could be once every six months. Yeah. And I think there's an important hmm. thing that, that people have to understand and that you can have on-call freelancers. I have plenty of on-call freelancers. I like to build a Rolodex of freelancers I can go to for different things because when a project comes up, I don't want to be scrambling and I need to hire a video editor right now. I want to have video editors in my back pocket that I know are, I can trust and that are reliable. But on-call does not mean on-call and urgent. You can't say, hey, I have a project. I need you to do this right now. You need to reach out to them. You need to say, hey, are you available? If you are available, here's the project. When can you get it done by? Agree to the due dates. Make sure it's good for you. It's good for them. And then you proceed forward. If you're constantly finding yourself with on-call urgent work, then, then that's not a good way to run a business. You can't run a business that way. Right. So you need to adjust your systems, your processes. And if you get someone to agree to on-call and urgent where they're just going to sit at their desk and wait for you to give them work and then work on it right away, I promise you that is not going to last for a long period of time. They're going to, they're probably new to being VA, new to being a freelancer. They're going to realize how terrible that is for them and how they can't manage other clients if that's the case. And you're going to get frustrated. They're going to get frustrated. So you have to decide, hey, is it set schedule? Is it flex schedule, but consistent? Like I have a, a VA who's 10 hours a week. I don't care when she does a task. As long as they get done, we, we set up check-in points. Or is it like the video editors where I give them projects and they give me when they can get it done by and I either say good, good to go, or hey, let me check with someone else and see if they can get it done faster. Hmm. Okay. This is so interesting. Okay. Are, is there any thing that a business owner should not be outsourcing to a VA? <laughs> I'm obviously biased. I mean, I, I outsource everything. And, and if I haven't outsourced it, I probably know someone that, that does. I mean, I had people um, at free up, like outsource their fantasy football team. I've had sushi restaurants that outsource their social media. Like it doesn't matter what business you are, especially in the remote climate we're in right now, you can outsource everything unless you need a cashier or a warehouse staff or someone in the office for, for a real business reason, everything else can be hired remote and delegated and outsourced. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, shoot. I had a question for you about that. So, so I know this is probably a really tough question because you, you know, as you said before, hiring is tough um, no matter what, you know, regardless. But when you're hiring someone remote and it sounds like you've hired remote, like in the Philippines, so totally other country, other culture, whatever, are there like certain things that you look for in a VA that, that maybe are universal things so that someone can tell whether they're experienced, uh, responsible, uh, you know, all the things someone's going to want in a VA? Yeah. I mean, 
for me, I look for that trifecta of skill, attitude, and communication. And that's really the, the key to everything. You want someone who's honest about what they can and cannot do, that has a positive mindset, that doesn't get aggressive or mean when something doesn't go their way, and that's a team player, and someone that can communicate, not only speak your language, but get on the same page quickly um, and communicate with using your communication channels. And that's really the key, that trifecta of skill, attitude, and communication where a lot of people go wrong is they just hire for the experience, the skill, and they don't realize how important that attitude and communication really is. Yeah, right. Okay, good. I'm, real, I'm really glad that you said that because I'm thinking about people I've spoken with in the, over the years who have tried to engage with um, freelancers and, and have had difficulty doing it. So that, that's a really good point that you got to make sure that, and, and, the, and the business owner has to be really clear about what their expectations are and, and what those, um, you know, like the, the guardrails are, that these are things that have to be done or, you know, these ways of communicating have to be followed, all of those kinds of things. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. It, it really is all about setting expectations yeah. um, and, and making sure that people are on the same page and that you hold people to those expectations early and often. It's a lot easier to correct things in week one than correct th things in month five. Right, right, exactly. Wow, this is, this is just fascinating. So um, I, I'd like you to tell the listeners how they can find you, but also about, you know, so what is Outsource School? Yeah, so I'm one of the easiest entrepreneurs to contact. Nathan Hirsch on Facebook or LinkedIn, Real Nate Hirsch on Instagram or Twitter. Feel free to reach out to me. I love networking with other entrepreneurs. And Outsource School is an education platform. We started off because people kept asking us if we could teach them our systems, our processes. So we created this course called Cracking the VA Code. And it teaches you our exact process for interviewing, onboarding, training, and managing. And with that, people liked it and they wanted more. So we turn it into a membership where if you buy that course, you get a one-year membership to Outsource School. You get all our other courses taught by us and other top experts on how to hire VAs for different things, how to hire VAs to do podcast outreach, to do your social media, to do your bookkeeping, to do your lead generation. So you get access to all of that. You get access to part of our community. You get access to, to, to our community and you get access to support along the way. If you run into issues with VAs, we, we're there to help you with our 10 plus years of experience and you can purchase the each mini course separately if you prefer to just get that course but you can also buy our main course and join the community and get access to everything else we come out with that is fascinating totally fascinating okay and and they go to outsourceschool.com is that where they go just outsourceschool.com. You can check out Cracking the VA Code. It has the membership right there and um, check out everything there. We're also coming out with some really cool standard operating procedure building software that we'll be launching in the next 30 to 60 days or so. So people can check out our, our software platform we're building too. Nice. Wow, that is so great. Thank you so much for sharing this information. I think it sort of takes the, the mystery out of this and, and it's so important for people who want to grow, right? They can't do everything themselves. Right. And yeah, I, I look forward to helping a lot of people. It's been fun helping people so far. Gosh, I'll bet. That is so great. Well, thank you. And listeners, thank you. Uh, this is definitely one to listen to a couple of times. And I'd like to thank our sponsor, audible.com. Uh, sign up for a free trial at audibletrial.com slash business growth and explore. Explore the audiobooks, explore the programs, see about the Audible originals, um, some great programming there and, and 
uh, some of the podcasts they have on that platform. Uh, there's a lot of really great content for you to embrace and enjoy. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.